welcome to the Encounter Mercy podcast. I'm your host, Vince Dragone, and we are finally doing the episode that we've been talking about doing uh, for two years now, and that's sitting around a fire, enjoying a bourbon, uh, a nice cigar, and just talking about manly things. <laughs> yeah, okay, so yeah. So we have two microphones. We're passing it back and forth. I have this nice uh, taste of scotch here, right? No. Bourbon, my, my, okay, see, I, I don't even remember what oh, I'm drinking. No. Oh, no. Small batch, oh, that's good. Larceny, okay. Yeah, larceny, yeah. So uh, we were having cigars, and uh, this is a good bourbon to go with cigars because it kind of takes the edge off if you're not used to, you know, we had some guys here. We just had a men's, uh, a, a dad's group uh, uh, meeting tonight, and we figured that uh, it was a really good, we had a really good time, and we would record afterwards. So uh, we're just kind of winding down by the fire. So... Uh, I guess I should introduce who we have here tonight. So it's you know it's myself, Vince. I have uh, Father Andy Boyd, as usual, like I like to say. We have Jesse Spanigle, who hasn't been on in a while. No, I know. I uh, I miss you guys <laughs> very much. I uh, had some things going on in my life, and uh, just taking care of my dad, and um, just getting things here at the church getting get going we got you know faith formation starting up we're starting all of our groups back up so it's just a a lot and i just wanted to make a commitment again i need this in my life i need tradition i need uh, this time to uh you know like like tonight we had the dad's group i just i need that time to be with guys and unwind a little bit so i'm really happy to be here tonight with you yeah and and we we have a, a bit of a crowd as as well so um we announced uh, at the end of the the meeting the dad's group meeting that uh, if anyone wants to hang out and record with us, they can, and everyone split, yeah. except except for one. Well, I didn't hear that part, <laughs> so uh, had I heard, but hello, I'm Jack Hewitt, and uh, happy to be here to just continue the conversation. It was a, a wonderful discussion, and uh, looking forward to uh, keeping it going, so thanks. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, oh uh, are you know, you were part of the dad's group, so obviously your dad, we know that part. So. Yes, yes. I am from Beaver County, and which is down by Pittsburgh. And I guess I should say I'm an Erieite now. I've been here since the 80s. So, uh, yeah, I've been uh, in social service all my life. And I am the father of a senior in high school now, Ryan. So he is, uh, he's a good kid. Don't, let him, don't tell him I said that, but <laughs> he's a good kid. Married 26 years to uh, Jennifer, wonderful woman, and looking forward to continuing uh, uh, 26 more years. So, uh, like I said, I work in social service. I work for the Office of Vocational Rehab. Uh, it's a agency that assists people with disabilities, and we're able to use tax dollars to overcome those limitations so that they can either find or keep a job. So, I get a lot of worth uh, out of that. So. Can you tell us a little bit about, you were mentioning during the dad's group, uh, the program that you were able to start here at the two hospitals in Erie. Tell us a little bit about that program. Yes, Project Search. It is a pretty amazing transition program for youth graduating high schools uh, and moving, transitioning into the adult world. So a, a youth with a disability, uh, well, it started out of Cincinnati Children's Hospital, and what they found was... Uh, Youth with disabilities can do more than just your traditional cleaning or food service. And any job, no matter high tech, has routine that uh, a lot of people with disabilities can do. So they started doing this there, and they replicated it, they licensed it, they call it Project Search. And the Office of Vocational Rehab, uh, about six, seven years ago, 
uh, purchased a license and brought it to Pennsylvania. And I was fortunate enough in my position as the district administrator here in Erie that I was able to start replicating it here. So I first met with uh, UPMC Hammett and the Mill Creek Township School District, and we started partnering with St. Michael's Harbor and the Erie County Intellectual Disability, and then we've been doing it at, at UPMC Hammett for four years now. And it was going so well that I met with uh, AHN St. Vincent's out there, and they were very interested. We brought the Erie School District in, we got the Barber National Institute, and so these youth, eight to 10 youth every year, have an opportunity when they meet graduation requirements, they defer their diploma for one year, so we don't have to worry about a science or a social studies. It's 100% immersion into work, and they have the opportunity to interview, get hired, work, give a two weeks notice, and resign at a work site. My agency pays for the job coach, the school district provides a teacher, the employer provides classroom and access. Uh, we have internships at neonatal, central sterilization, pharmacy, there's some pretty uh, good areas that these kids are working in. That's amazing because, as you normally, like you said, most people with some sort of uh, intellectual disability are, are just working in, in, health, in um, excuse me, in restaurants and, and things like that. This is giving them an opportunity to really grow deeper in their understanding of who they are in an area that maybe would never have been open to them before. And what it also gives these youth, uh, these, these young uh, men and women, an opportunity to do is mold next year's class. Because what we do is we also have orientation for next year's class. And we use the students in this year's class to help educate the up-and-coming students to Project Search. So they have to present, they have to prepare, and they, have to, and they also have to interact with the supervisors and the departments they work in. I've seen some youth that are very quiet and shy come out of their shell That's when amazing. they have this opportunity to thrive That's in awesome. a supportive environment. Because everyone knows when kids graduate high school, the support services are reduced immensely. So if we can do this while having this transition period between the school and the adult world, it gives these youth with disabilities a head start to really be able to flourish. and. Every year's graduation is just an amazing experience for these, these young men and women. That is awesome. Yeah, and Hammett has about a 90% hiring rate of these youth, and St. Vincent's was able to hire. This was their first class, and they hired a number of students at St. Vincent's, so it is great. My hat's off to David Gibbons, the, the, the UPMC CEO, and Dr. Clark, the AHN, for uh, believing in this when I first met with them. So it's a two-year process to get it up and running. Wow. So it's pretty amazing. That's awesome. That is so awesome to hear about because we need that kind of interaction in our community to give people these experiences. And I'm so glad that, you know, it was God's choice that you were here tonight to be able to talk about this because now we're able to get this information out to right. all of our listeners. And it's our tax dollars that are funding this. And it's a good use of Absolutely. our tax dollars for these young men and women. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. If anybody's listening to this and they wanted to know more about it, um, do you have like a website that they could go yes, to? Yes, they can go to the Department of Labor and Industries website and they can click on Disability Services and they'll be able to get to the Office of Vocational Rehab and be able to learn all about what we do. And there's numbers on there. Please call us. We would love to meet with anyone who's interested 
or if you have a child or you know somebody or yeah. an adult. Yeah. This is also open to employees who get injured on the job and acquire a disability. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or somebody that may acquire diabetes. Right. Or they acquire a dis- drug and alcohol is considered. We always tell people, don't assume just let us that's go so through true. the process so we can support and help you. That's awesome. That's so awesome. All right. So for anybody that's listening, if you uh, didn't get a chance to uh, find all that, we're going to have it in our show notes on the website. Go over to EncounterMercy.com, and you can find all that there with this week's episode. So we'll have all those links available for you. Uh, appreciate your telling us that. That is amazing. Well, amazing thanks work. Thanks for the, uh, the opportunity to share kind of what I do during the day. It's, Absolutely. It's, uh, we have saved, actually, because when you think about it, we're... 20% state funded and 80% federally funded. But our support allows people with disabilities who may end up on Social Security actually be tax contributing members yeah. of our society. And that's the whole thing about what we do is we help people reach a vocational goal. And it's giving them dignity. You know, it's giving them that dignity that maybe had been taken away because of the stigma of whatever their disability might be. That dignity that, you know, we all know as God-given creatures that we have this beautiful dignity that God has implanted within us. And it's now giving them that ability to work and to use their abilities. I have two great stories I always tell people is we, we worked with a a woman who was a nurse's aide, and she was injured, and she couldn't continue that. So we were able to fund her to go back to school to become a certified nurse. Wow. So she could do that. And my favorite story is because it was when I was a counselor, a uh, gentleman was a truck driver, and when he was checking his load, the cable broke, and he dove out of the way, and it ended up uh, crushing one of his legs, and he was an amputee. So we were able to use tax dollars to modify his truck to an automatic so he can continue being a truck driver. Oh, that's awesome. So that way he didn't have to stop working. Now, there was a lull while he was in rehab, sure. but we were able to support him because he didn't want to stop driving a truck. Good for him, and that's so. awesome. You know, because that's another disability that, you know, when we were first talking about this, it, you wouldn't really think about, but uh, that's awesome that you were able to help him with doing that. And that's, you know, tonight that's really what we want to talk about is just bringing people together. You know, Jack here, he... This is what he does day in and day out. You know, I know Jack from Mass, <laughs> and, you know, we were on the uh, drug and alcohol board together. You invited me to that here in Erie County. And, uh, you know, it, it's nice that we can bring guys together. Yeah. That's the whole premise of tonight was, you know, with our, our dad's group here, is that we're all kind of in the thick of things, but we all come together. We, sh- we share this faith. Yes. So we can kind of grow with each other. So it's good to have you here, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so as a good transition, we are going to talk about what it means to be, number one, a Catholic, I think, in this world, which is, is crazy. But more importantly, as it's the four guys getting around and sitting around together around an, uh, in the nice little fire here. Thank you, Father Dadish, for letting us do this. He doesn't know that we're sitting out here doing this because he's not here right now. And he'll never hear this because I highly doubt he's ever going to listen to this. He'll say, why would I want to listen to you guys sit around and talk? But, you know, thank you for giving us this space, whether you realize it or not. But we had a small little gathering tonight, but it was really nice, a group of guys together that we could talk around um, what we're experiencing right now in our daily lives and, and our faith. And, uh, you know, Jesse, you were talking about the whole purpose that you wanted to create this group. And it was you and Vince that really brought it together, right? If I remember right. right. Yeah, so you two brought it together for the uh, parish here. But then, you know, now that I'm signed up here in Erie, I, I kind of tacked on St. Okay. George. I'm leeching off of you. I apologize. It's good to be here with you guys. So, you know, what was your whole goal, both of you? What was your whole goal in in forming this? I think, you know, people feel that, well, 
you know, with this whole pandemic, especially, we need to start building some bridges, start getting people together. Um, we've, we've lost a lot of the social things that we've kind of taken for granted over the years. You know, um, you know, Vince brought up the dad's group here. Originally, this was kind of his baby. And, you know, we, we started other groups, too. We started mom's groups, and, um, you know, we have our young adult, our 2030 club here in church. And I think it's so important that we just come together. Like, you know, I was telling the guys earlier tonight, I don't have siblings. So, you know, the fact that we can come together as guys, just talk about what's going on in our lives, have a, a second set of eyes on it, and, you know, get some guidance, get some prayers, get some support to come out here and have a drink, come out here and have a cigar in a safe environment, um, you know, and talk about faith. I think it's one thing uh, that we need to start doing more of, um, especially as we kind of move forward with what, what, you know, what, what is church and community like. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I, that I get out of this group, and I think uh, what all men really need is, um, you, you can try. Um, Explain. Yeah, okay, so we're trying to record video of, a little bit of video of this for kind of a highlight. And so now I have to really quickly talk about manual focus because that's what it is. If I'm highlighted blue, I'm in focus. So you can either walk forward or backwards to get me there. Huh. If it's not. But, but anyway, um, the, the biggest thing with uh, the men's group that I, I know that I get out of it, and I'm hoping that more men get out of it as well, is we internalize a lot of things, right? Yeah. Uh, I internalize everything. <laughs> and sometimes that comes up, comes to a head where, you know, I, I just have a, I may have a bad day and then I come home and I take it out on the wife and kids and yeah. it's not fair to them. Um, and this gives us kind of an outlet to, to talk about some of the things that we're going through, some of the stresses that we have, um, to talk about our ups and our downs. So yeah. we also talk about our, our, you know, our, our small little victories that we can celebrate together. And, uh, it may not seem like it's a, you know, a big deal that, um, you know, for, you know, whatever it may be, but, um, but we can all celebrate that together, maybe over a drink, a cigar, or maybe we're just sitting, you know, down, just, you know, just having a good time and talking and. Um, and it's building that building that community, like you said, Jesse. And uh, in today's day and age, you know, I, you look at everything. We always we talk about this a lot. Is everyone's glued to their phones? Yeah. And people are getting their community through social media. And social media has brought a lot of good things, um, you know, for for everybody. For you know, we have a sense of community where we can now uh, contact family members and friends across the country, across the world. But at the same time, those algorithms that help you do that. Are also kind of making us more lonely, right. and uh, and there used to be a time where men gathered around a fire um, on a very regular basis as part of survival, right? Yeah. And uh, to be able to do that now, when it's not necessarily necessary for survival, I, I would actually say that it, it still is, mm -hmm. um, in a way that you know if you don't if you don't talk to to other guys and have a brotherhood, then there is something missing in your life. And so many guys I, that I see on a regular basis, myself included, before this even really started. Um, felt that way. There was like a hole. There was a, there's something missing there. And I have always had friends, right? But you know, I I've never really had friends that I could sit down and talk faith with right. and talk about real problems with. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's kind of the, the goal of this this whole group. And and I and that's what we wanted to talk about tonight is the importance of that. And you know, you may be listening and you don't live in the Erie area, so you can't come to the the St. Jude uh, Dad's group. Um, but you can start that anywhere. Right, you can even start that online. Right. It, it's okay to if you, if you have no way. It's it's always good to have, be 
uh, in person with somebody, right, with, with a group of guys. But sometimes that's just not possible, and uh, depending on your situation. And, but there's, you know, we need to open up more than just the rabbit hole of watching cat videos on YouTube as, uh, <laughs> as, as, letting, as our st uh, letting out our stress. And that's okay, you know, on a you know, somewhat regular basis. Right. But at the end of the day, you, you can't talk about your problems. You can't get advice from people who have been there, done that kind of deal. You always have to have that support system in your life. I like that we have different dads from different ages. You know, Jack here has his son who's going to be a senior, and we had a gentleman here who has a brand-new baby. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of nice for, you know, us who are right in the thick of things as well, like, you know, just that balance, um, that balance. And, you know, I, I always grew up, you know, I had... I was very blessed, you know, through college, I was exposed to, like, spiritual direction early on. I always had, like, a priest, a guidance, a mentor. But it's all, there's something also beautiful about having peers. And I yeah. think it's finding those balances in your life. Um, you know, you need, sometimes you need peers, and sometimes you need a mentor. You need a coach to get you through. So, so I think those are healthy things as guys that we need to address. Those are real needs that we're not, the, you know, the, the normal guy coming to Mass here every week. He might not be aware that he needs that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and not that I want to say anything. Yes, we're sitting around drinking, uh, having some alcohol for drinks. But I think a lot about, in these situations, uh, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, any of those anonymous groups, um, the, the benefit that they have is that they create that community. Now, for a lot of people, it's forced on them. But once you actually accept that situation that you're in and you actually enter into it deeply, what a change it can make in your heart, in your soul, in your whole being. And not that we need any sort of anonymous group here. It's the fact that we are coming together recognizing, you know what, there's something that's missing. This community aspect that we want is great when we come to church that's you know that's who we are as a community we are catholic we are universal we are a community but it's that moving deeper into this union with christ and the only way we can do that being that we're physical beings is in the physical world where we can be together tonight just by chance sitting around a fire or being able to just sit around and talk or as we were also discussing, coming into an opportunity for spiritual direction. You know, we have talked about in our podcast before the importance of spiritual direction, what a good spiritual direction kind of looks like. But, you know, we you can't really exhaust that topic because of how important it is to have that spiritual director, not just for the spiritual aspect of it. You know, ironically, spiritual direction makes sense. You're going to talk about your faith and your spiritual life, but also sometimes making big decisions in your life and really trying to enter into that. And so, you know, finding uh, ways that you, you can talk about some really awesome things you're doing in your job, for instance, like you were talking about with Jack, and, and just being able to say, those are really cool experiences, but also being able to see where God is working in that. And I'm sure you have so many stories about where God has caught, uh, worked with you in your life in that situation, in that well, sense. What's nice about the men's uh, group, or any group like you were talking about, is... Everybody wants a safe place to go to have that yeah. type of conversation. And this uh, I'm finding, um, and for anyone who's thinking about forming this, is it's a safe place. Yes. You know, we bring some things to this group that, uh, you know, we share with everybody. I brought cigars. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Vince brought the, brought the bourbon. And so, but... We socialize, but it's a safe place to yes. actually know it's it's okay to talk about your faith and yeah. what you believe in and what you love, and 
there's not enough of that because when you do get together with some of your guys, friends, somewhere else, that isn't a safe conversation to have. That's so true. And this is a good place to come because it is, and it is fulfilling. It's so true. Yeah, you need that. You need that safe place because often, I mean, we're guys. We're really good at putting the walls up, putting the barriers up, not being able to talk about our emotions and our feelings. And yet they are so part of us. If we don't talk about them, if we don't acknowledge them and deal with them, it can, as Vince said, it just, yeah, it comes up and becomes vices and it becomes problems where we start lashing out against people. And so it's so important to have these opportunities, these healthy, holy spaces where we can be, number one, men, and number two, brothers. And you know you won't get judged. Exactly. It's just a conversation and it's it's fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important that we have that experience and encounter. I um these opportunities and I urge anyone listening, you know, find a group of guys um, that you can connect with. Start this. It can be started in, in homes. You know, we're we're lucky to have the church here as a as a as a home, but it can be started in homes. We need this, you know, because it's, it's it's twofold too. Like I was talking to Father Andy earlier, you know, we need peers, we need guys who, but we also don't be afraid to 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 ask for spiritual direction as well. I think a lot of us guys, you know, there's ebbs and flows in lives. You know, working in ministry, I, I think everyone who works in ministry should have a spiritual director. Um, someone to run things past and someone outside of your norm. So like for years I had a very good spiritual director, director uh, Father Steve Schreiber. And he really helped me, you know, brand new in the youth ministry. He, I could call him, you know, hey, what do I do here? But it wasn't until I got Father Mark O'Hearn. Father Mark has been amazing because it was the first time I took off the youth minister hat. For five, my first five years it was all about Jesse the youth minister. But I really needed to talk about Jesse the father. Jesse, the husband, Jesse, the guy who likes to play hockey. And like, you know, all those, there's so many more hats that we wear as guys and, you know, vocations that we have, we need to be aware of. And that was really the first time, you know, all my years of spiritual direction, I needed that. Father Mark really, and he, he, he is an engineer, so he has an engineer's mind. So he totally looks at the world different than I do. Oh, yeah. And I'm oh, very yeah. emotional. And, you know, my mom raised me. And, you know, and I, you know I, his, his, his viewpoint was very refreshing for me. And I think having that balance with spiritual direction, having a group of guys in community to, to talk through things and be safe, um, to you know, have a group of guys, these are all the key. I think the key to trying to live a good Catholic life and well-balanced uh, because there are definitely there's, there's, there's a room for growth on all, on all levels there. Absolutely, absolutely. It's that, it's that space where we can let down our hair, essentially. And that's so important. And so, you know, we talk about the experience of spiritual direction in the past, but we want to encourage anybody that's listening to really, you know, reach out to a priest and see, you know, now don't be upset if he doesn't do it. Not everybody is called to be a spiritual director. Not every priest is called to be a spiritual director, and that's okay. But ask him, you know, is there someone that you can recommend me to, to talk to? And even if they say, you know, what if you talk with a counselor first? They might give you a really good Catholic counselor. I do that often, especially with spiritual directees. I'll recommend to them, hey, I think you need to go and talk to someone about these situations in your life. I'll be here to support you, to guide you, to love you. But I also want you to talk to a professional, too. 
It's, it's one of the things we're actually implementing here in the parish is I think many young people need some spiritual direction, that mentoring, that coaching. Um, so we're signing up as a church. We're going to start training some of our lay people to be spiritual directors. Um, you know, for years, it's, you know, the, the youth group mentality. We have youth group. We do our thing. And, hey, Jesse, I really need to talk. So we do our, our little walk around the parking lot here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're, you're struggling with a relationship, you know, struggling with maybe an addiction. And, you know, there's there are definitely things that you're able to help with and listen to and guide. And there are some things where you have to, well, let me point you towards a good direction. You know, maybe you need a, a counselor. Maybe you need a psychiatrist. Maybe you need medicine. But we can point them in the right direction. And so from the spiritual element of it, we can definitely be trained. And that's one of the things that we're implementing here this year within our youth ministry program is train spiritual directors. Because like I said, the, 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 you know, for me, it's always been a priest, but as you know, we move forward, we, we have to start training more lay people to help guide people in their lives. And I think it's an element of faith we don't talk about enough as Catholics. Uh, we don't think about that element like, oh, I can go get some guidance in this, you know, I, I thought I was supposed to handle this all by myself, you know, so, and I, and it's, it, spiritual direction is different from confession, um, you know, the sacrament of reconciliation, uh, it, it can be a moment of spiritual direction within that, but most of the time, it, you know, that sacrament is, is, is included within spiritual direction, or um, sometimes I, I don't go to confession when I, when I do spiritual direction, so I think it varies, I think having that openness is, is good, but, um, I think moving forward, this is where the church needs to start putting some guidance and help people, you know, get back to why do we come to church? We come to church to try to figure out this crazy life <laughs> that we're living. And the more wisdom, the church is full of wisdom. The more wisdom we can impart on people's lives, the conversations around a fire, that's what we need to get back to. And I, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head right here. We just don't, we don't, the, the church is kind of behind in talking about you know, talking about that thing. We were saying in the meeting tonight is I think the Catholic Church is about 50 to 100 years behind the Protestant Church when it comes to communication, right? And so we're playing catch-up. And it's it's not something that it's, okay, us versus them, but it's they recognize that this was something that was needed for the people to feed the flock. And and this is something that we're slowly starting to, uh, to get into now. And that comes in various forms. Um, but, you know, I, always, I like to think of it like... I, we're, we're like a bunch of Irish people, you know. I, I can say this is because I'm part Irish. Is we internalize, we don't, hey, we don't talk about our problems. Everything's good. We're good. We just talk about what's good. Well, not everything's not always good, right? And so um, it's important to have that support system. I think, uh, you know, just these, th this makes me so happy because, you know, guys like Jack here, we can all come from different walks of life, come gather around. We have one thing in common now. Jesus Christ. Yes. And, uh, you know, I, I find it fascinating the people that God puts in our lives for a reason, through, through opportunities like this. You know, we were talking about uh, making wine tonight. <laughs> and, you know, a couple, you know, Father Brian, who was here, he, he, he made wine. And, you know, Vince, of course, makes wine. And just the, we start connecting the pieces. These are two guys who never met before. Sure, yeah. And it's, it's fascinating to, to see the connectiveness that God brings us all together. So I, I, it makes me so happy. Yeah, we think we're so different, right? But at, at the end of the day, we, I mean, yes, we have we have Jesus Christ in common, right? That is our one thing. But there are so many more things. If you just, we talk to people, right? This we were talking about. I mentioned earlier that, you know, social media has kind of kept people from talking to people, right? 
I'm going to go to work, I'm going to come home, I'm going to scroll Facebook, I'm going to play some video games, I'm going to go to bed and rinse and repeat. Yeah. And we don't get the chance to talk to people to learn about, you know, we all have different experiences, but we all share some things in common. And we can, that's how friendships are built, right? Friendships are built by doing things together, um, you know, whether it's for survival or whether it's for, for leisure. What I like, um, what I'm hearing about, you know, with the podcast and everything is, is you know, this is a no-pressure conversation. Yes. And for anyone who, who's listening, you may be ready to have a conversation with your priest or with your spiritual director, and you may not be, and all of it is okay. Yeah. This is just planting the seed because God works in all of our lives differently, and you'll know when you're ready to have that conversation. But just know there's groups like this all over the place. Yeah. Yes. And talk to your priest, your spiritual leader, a friend at church, when you're ready. Yeah. And when you're ready is when you'll get the most out of it. Absolutely. Um, and even if you think you're you're ready or you think you're not, maybe put yourself, take yourself out of that comfort zone and just go and sit in the back corner and just listen. Yeah, this might be that that pull on your heart, right. that tug on your heart that, you know, you're right. thinking about it for a while or maybe there's something brand new and all of a sudden God's saying, hey, listen up. I got something right. for you. You know, and, and today's society, we, we dismiss that that draw or that pull inside yes. of us to yes. do something. We just dismiss it. Uh, and I encourage people to not dismiss it, you know, and it just takes one step. It's all, you know, it's all we, you know, that's, that's, that's it. One step at a time at your pace. Trust in the Lord. That's really, that is the key to everything that we do is trust in the Lord. And uh, I'm reading a book. Uh, that Vince and I were given to read, and the first part of it is talking about uh, the world today and people not having faith in God and not believing that God is really there. And so I can see why trust in the Lord, that sounds like a really watered-down answer. Like, come on, trust in this thing, this person that really isn't out there. How do I know he's really out there? And all I have to say is just trust, really. Put your heart into it. Even if you think, okay, this is stupid, this is ridiculous, I don't want to do this, I'm telling you, it. You will, as long as you put something into it, even the smallest little bit, God's going to give you something back. And to be vulnerable and to be at peace with Him, that's what I think we're all searching for. So I think that's what we're all really looking for in this world. So a lot of a lot of conversation tonight about being vulnerable, being open, being with your brothers and ladies for your you and with your sisters. You know, it's so important that we are able to be who God made us to be, to grow, to continue to seek him out each and every day. There's so much more that we could talk on this topic. But for today, I think really our goal for you and our goal for ourselves, I think, too, is to really seek where God is in our daily lives, see where he's calling us out to be so that we can be the best version of ourselves that he has made us to be. And the important part is, is not to be afraid to truly let down the, uh, your defenses in a safe place so that you can be formed and molded and created into that perfect image that God has for us in store. And so having these opportunities, these gatherings of brothers, I think that's the key here. We're not just friends, we're brothers. And you don't get to pick your family. God picked them for us, and so as brothers, we join together on this journey where we can be vulnerable, where we can admit where we need help, and also to share in the joy of the good things that God has done in our lives. 
and I think it's a great place to, to wrap it up tonight. So uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we look forward to listening to or listening to you. Now we look forward for you to listen to we'll us. Tell them to call us uh, next week. So you can call us and give us feedback, uh, ask questions. You can send us messages on any of our social media platforms. We are everywhere, or go over to EncounterMercy.com, fill out a contact us form, uh, and let us know what your thoughts are on the podcast, what you want us to talk about in the future. And give us encouragement, um, you know, to, to, to go forward with this. Um, or you can uh, give us a bunch of criticism, how much you don't like us. And that's fine, too. We'll just, we might read those on air. But um, I'd like to, you know, thank you guys all for uh, for joining us tonight. Jack, thank you so much for coming on. I know this is kind of last minute. Hey, it's okay. I, I like last minute. <laughs> you have a little bit of excitement in your life. So uh, I guess with that said, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, So uh, God bless all of you, and we will see you next week.